0: And I just have to dance, you guys. I just want to dance.
1: I just kind of look like somebody's like electrocuting spaghetti. (laughs) (laughs) It's a really sad kind of thing.
0: He's a spicy meatball. I (laughs) know,
1: flailing around.
2: Alright, welcome to Rated N.A., the podcast for the website NerdAppropriate.com. This is episode number 157. Uh, I am Matt. You say your name here.
0: Oh, I'm Scott. <laughs> and I'm Ash. Nice, and, to, uh, 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 nice to see you guys again. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> it's been so long. I say that every time. Matt, you were <laughs> gone for our, our E3 special. I was. I was out for some uh,
2: family reasons for E3, but uh, I'm happy to talk about it a little bit today. You guys did a i said that I've sent you multiple texts about this, but you guys did a, a bang up job
1: on uh talking covering E three. Uh I felt like I was there.
0: Yeah, you practically were because we had Nate filling in. For we you. did.
1: Yeah, Nate came in uh and talked about the E three madness and uh it was it was a lot of fun. I mean we I sat there for quite some time and kind of soaked up as much E three stuff as I possibly could. And Scott and I made a huge list and we just kind of plowed through the whole thing and talked about everything that we could possibly talk about. Yeah. So it is a longer
0: episode. Let's do the rundown. Okay. So on today's podcast, of course, we'll talk about what we've been up to. Ash got into the destiny alpha. So I can't wait to hear about that. Um, I've been playing a game called binary domain and then we'll see what Matt's been up to. Probably not too much. And um, we'll talk a little bit more about E3 and sort of the fallout of E3 and the, the themes that kind of prevailed over the uh, press events that we saw this week. And then, of course, um, Ash got into the Destiny Alpha, like I said, so he'll give his thoughts on that. And then in Arnoquato, we ask you what E3 2014 announcements excited you the most and what were you most disappointed by in terms of the reveals?
2: Cool. Sweet. Uh, today's podcast is once again brought to you by Audible.com. Audible.com is the premier provider of digital audiobooks. Audible has over 150,000 titles to choose from in every genre thrillers, business, romance, comedy, sci fi, and more. Audible titles play on iPhone, Kindle, Android, and more than 500 devices for listening anytime, anywhere. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com. ratedNA. And uh, that helps us out a little bit. Keep the lights on. So. Thank you, audible.com, and thank you, you guys, for signing up. Uh, yeah, thank you so much. super
0: appreciated. It helps keep the pants on, too. The yeah. pants. Yeah.
2: So, uh, Scott.
0: Hey. I would
2: say, what have you been up to? But I've received 74 text messages about binary domains.
3: For real.
0: <laughs> I've been pestering you guys about binary domain all week. I, um, you know, we're sort of in a lull right now. Oddly enough, with all the E3 news, there's not a whole lot in, in terms of games. of right now? no not that kind of lull
1: oh oh Uh, sorry got me nervous there for a minute
0: (laughs) i was like no guys don't do it a lull (laughs) it's up on the roof you guys okay um so yeah so what i've been doing is i've actually been going through my steam pile of shame and playing through some of the games that i bought on steam sale since um you know, there's not a whole lot going on in the console space right now. So one of those games that I picked up was Binary Domain, and it's a Sega title. I'm not exactly sure who developed the game, but um, it is surprisingly good. It's an older title. Um, If you were to go to the store and look at these games, it would probably be in that same space where, you know, sort of over over the summer, there's a bunch of shooters that come out and... uh, you go like, oh, these are probably like so-so games. I could play any one of these and probably have the same amount of enjoyment. You know, like Inversion or Time Shift or Fuse or whatever one of those games, right? Uh huh. But Binary Domain is surprisingly good. And I feel like I would almost go so far as to say that it is severely underrated. Now, it's not, you know, it's not Gears of War and it's not Mass Effect. But what it does do is that it borrows heavily from both of those games is in a good thing. yeah in different ways so the way that i described it to you guys was sort of a a japanese gears of war like with some like mild rpg elements and what's interesting is that um like all of the characters are different and they they all have some sort of personality so like a surprising amount of personality for this game you know i had pretty low expectations going into this other than saying that you know, it was just going to be a shooter and I was going to play it for, you know, eight hours and be done with it. Yeah. Um, I've already played almost 10 hours and I think I still have another chapter of the game to go. So there's a lot to do. Oh, wow. Um, it's
1: a lot bigger than I thought.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's what she said. And then. Um, oh hell. Hey. <laughs> so, yeah, like I don't want to belabor this point too much because it's an old game and people who have either played it or they haven't. But if this is waiting in your steam pile um, or you just, you know, bought it on clearance at Target or something, go yeah. ahead and play it. Now does
1: the does the Steam version have voice commands? Because I know that was the big thing they were pushing for the, the Xbox version. Yeah, so I it actually yell at your squad mates and make them do stuff.
0: Right. So I've I've read online that the voice commands do not work that well. But okay. I seem to be unable to use them because I am playing the game with Steam and home streaming. Okay. So while the controller input from my client machine appears to work fine going back into the um, the source computer, the the voice commands don't seem to carry over. Because I tried to configure. I couldn't get it to work. Um, the only I thing I would say about the... That. What's up? I wonder
2: if it's just not listening on that channel or something.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'd probably have to have it plugged into my, my local machine, like yeah. the the source machine. But like I said, I heard it wasn't very good. And the voice commands work well enough. Like if you don't use your voice, you can just hold down the left bumper and access the, the command selections. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's, there's, like, there's some quirky things because it's not a triple-A game, but, you know, sometimes the AI will walk right in front of you when you're trying to shoot. And then if you shoot it, then they get mad. You know, there's kind of that um, relationship system in the game. Um, but it's easily recovered because there will be times in the game where you'll finish a battle and then one of the characters comes up to you and, like, locks you into a dialogue conversation. Uh-huh. And they go, Man, that was super cool. We did a really great job, right? And your answers are like, Yes, or like <laughs> you're an idiot, and so if you say yes, you get those points back. So okay, yeah, it's a little goofy, you know, and, and clearly there's some, um you know, like Eastern influence on it, but it's, it's, uh, it's surprisingly good. So I would encourage cool. people to play Binary Domain. It's fun. I enjoy it. Awesome. Um. So so Matt, what's going on, man?
1: <laughs> you
3: gotta tell the story. Come
2: on, this is okay. so good. Uh. So. The story is I watched The Hobbit last night. That is uh, not the story. That's the one. No, I watched Desolation of Smoglass. That's what you wanted oh, to know, right?
1: No, no. I want to know the good story.
2: Okay. We've been catching up on Arrow.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> no, not that one. Not that story.
2: You're, uh, so, you're,
1: now, you're now disabled. <laughs> so two nights ago,
2: I was coming home from work. I came in the house, and I don't really know how. I put my hand back while a door was closing and i lost a third of an inch of my pinky
0: (laughs) (laughs) i hope nobody's Uh, driving to work while they're listening to this
1: this event spawned were hilarious
2: yeah so melissa took a picture of me in the hospital so it was it was pretty bad i lost a a solid chunk of my pinky uh went to the hospital (laughs) and it was my first first ambulance ride ever in my life so that was fun Uh, the, the, the EMT told me that it was a pretty lightweight injury.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Walk it off.
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, we, we probably like knowing where the hospital is now. And if we had our car here right now, we probably would have, I would have wrapped it up and, you know, we would have driven, but like, we don't know. We, this is a brand new apartment that we're in. We don't know where any hospitals are around here. (laughs) Like, I was just like, I don't know what to do. Call 911, like get somebody over here. So, uh, we went to the hospital they uh, did some things. They reattached part of my pinky. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like so, such a fake story. <laughs> to Help it out. This is not fake. I have I have many gruesome. Ash, you didn't even see all the gruesome stuff that I have on my phone. Oh so man, you saw like Melissa's are kind of gruesome. I have some like first person perspective shots. Of oh man, I do not want to see those. That are not pretty amazing. Uh, but yeah, there was a picture taken in the hospital while I was waiting to get an X-ray. And uh, Melissa was like, "Can I post it?" I was like, "Yeah, post it. I don't care." So she put it up, and uh, everybody went crazy. Sean uh, Mylan's husband and Ash and a couple other friends uh, all started making memes out of my picture because it's basically (laughs) me sitting in a bed. First of all, it's weird. Like I can walk around. You know, I'm not like disabled. (laughs) And uh, they they you're not allowed to walk around in the hospital. They put you in a bed the moment you show up. You lay down in a bed and then that is your means of transportation the rest of the time you're in the <laughs> hospital. So like somebody just rolls you around in a bed and I'm like all right, what's going on and uh you know like I shared a little waiting area with this other guy who was like, "Oh, what happened to you?" and I was like, and then he looked at my hand, he's like, "Oh my god, what happened?" and I go, "I lost part of my pinky in a door." And he's like, "Woulda rather had that than falling down the stairs." Oh god. Or no, no, no. Oh, what dude. no, he said I woulda rather fall down the stairs than have that is what cuz he fell down the stairs. He oh, was okay. not envious of my position, I guess. And
0: uh it's not a competition, you know.
2: We heard uh, uh, somebody who was definitely drugged out screaming at somebody that we don't think exists in the hospital it was pretty amazing. Hmm. Uh, Fun. There's some unique experiences in the hospital, but uh, the doctors were all really nice. I have my pinky back on my pinky at the moment, and I'm just gonna be <laughs> healing up. For if you see me at Comic Con, I'll probably still be uh, injured. Pinky's up. Uh, yeah, pinky's up. So, um,
0: <laughs> is that a unique... new? Is that a new thing? <laughs> is, <laughs> we're starting it now.
2: It's not even like Pinky's out like where you're drinking. This is literally like Pinky up all the time. Like <laughs> you yeah. just got to sit, sit up. Uh so yeah, that was that was a large part of my week. <laughs> <laughs> literally. Um but uh so I've been laying low. I haven't really been able to game yet cuz I couldn't really put too much pressure on my left hand. <laughs> so <laughs> I couldn't really grip the controller super well. Um but we watched Hobbit, the Desolation of Sma- Smaug last Smaug? night. It's an interesting title for a movie that does not have Smaug in it for about two hours of the three-hour experience that I had to sit through. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you guys watch it? Have you guys all? Are
1: you all caught up in The Hobbit?
2: No, I'm not. I
1: did. I, I went and saw it in the theater.
2: These movies aren't good, right? Like, am I not crazy in thinking that no, they're, they're just not. kind of boring, not good, boring, it, not it good really
1: movies? It really me. And the amount of CG and just, like, crap that they put on the screen is like, it, just kind of silly. The thing that made me just kind of, like... I kind of winced was the whole river sequence uh, where they're all going down the river in like the, the, the barrels. Yeah. That was in this one, right? Yeah. yeah and yeah, uh, I was so. just kind of like, what was the purpose of all that? And it just felt, well, it just felt very cartoony. And and
2: everything I was doing, I was looking up like, is this in the book? Is this in the book? And like yeah. 50% of it's not in the book. Like Peter Jackson just made up a story <laughs> for yeah. like, there's, there's entire characters that he fabricated in it excuse me and injected into this movie just to make it longer and i'm like why it's already too long for one just as a single movie yeah. each one of these movies is like almost three hours long so they're already too long period and then on top of that like they're telling story that is useless inside of inside of the movie like it's just like the whole toriel which is uh um what's her name from lost uh Evangeline Lily, yeah, Evangeline Lily oh. is not in the book at all. She's not a character. None of that happens. Um, the whole part, with, there's like a whole other part that that doesn't. Oh, all of the Sauron Sor- is never mentioned or talked about. They talk about the necromancer in the book, but never yep. actually see or fight or talk about Sauron. Hmm. And like, there's just a lot of parts that I'm like, this is just such a confusing movie. And then the the CG, so Smaug looks amazing. He, he does, looks really yeah. good. But then the entire sequence of them fighting Smaug in the in the castle with the gold and all that the, stuff.
1: The Rube Goldberg, like it dwarf, dwarf ping pong. <laughs> it's
2: terrible. Like, there were scenes that I was like, this straight up looks like 90s CG. Like, it looks bad. Yeah. And I know it's because if you look at the lighting, like, it's weird lighting because there's, like, multiple sources of light because there's fire and all this other stuff. And then it's, like, gold, which isn't really liquid. So they have to make, like, maybe in physics wise that's how it would actually look but just looking at it on a movie especially as glossy as this movie is already it just looked really terrible i was like even the rocks looked fake like it just looked bad and uh and i just don't i don't get it i do not get it and and what pisses me off about it is that i love lord of the rings so much like it's such a great trilogy Yeah, it is even the extended versions you know like they're long but i can sit through them and watch and like enjoy them and they're funny and pointed and they make sense and like these i watch and i'm just like i feel like i'm just watching somebody just like talk around the tale of the hobbit you know i, I don't uh, even know so anyways i watched that last night we got through it we paused it at one point to like you know give medicine to the cat or something and i checked to see how much we had like i thought i was like oh well we got like 30 minutes left and i checked it was like an hour and 20 minutes still to go oh in the movie. Boy. I'm like, god Ugh. so anyways other than that we've been we this is how good the arrow is guys i bought season two to watch it because i
0: Ash you did that too didn't you i did yeah it is
2: so freaking good it It is is. like (laughs) it's it's uh it's the fighting is done very well except for one character the acting is good (laughs) except for one character and uh the costuming and like everything is like the villains that they're bringing in like left and right too like yeah it's i get now when we were talking about shield and saying like oh you know we wish they'd do more stuff related to the universe. And people are like, you should watch Arrow. I get it now, because Arrow brings in people like it's nothing. Like, it's just like, oh, here's this villain. Here's this bad guy. Here's this secondary character. Here's yeah, this Whoever name, they stuff. have
1: license to use, they're just going to fucking use. Because why not? Yeah. Like, what are they afraid yeah. of,
2: right? And they even do, like, interesting twists on some of the characters. Like, because I, I remember they used Count Vertigo's in, in season two. and uh Or is he starting season one? Well, whatever. He's in the show. Oh, yeah. and And I knew the name, and I was like, I don't remember him being, like, a weird vampire drug dealer. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I like his character. He's like goofy and kind of very comical, you know, like, yeah. So I, I look him up and, and I was like, oh yeah, he's not, he's like a, he's like a costumed villain in the comic book. Um, and, uh, he, you know, he had like, I don't remember if it was a superpower where he could make people dizzy or not, but like he had a thing with vertigo and it was pretty amazing that they just, they like switched it around to make it work in the world, but it works, you know, and it's yeah. interesting and fun. Um, I won't talk about the characters it's annoying. There's clearly one in season two who's just like not very good. But uh, beyond that, the show has been has been really awesome and I've really been enjoying it. And I am I really do. I think the thing that really kills it with the show is that the island works so well on top of the uh, regular like current time story. So like yeah, all the flashbacks, like, all those
1: flashbacks. Yeah.
2: Yeah, sometimes flashbacks in shows can be kind of pointless or annoying, or they get kind of wandery because they're trying to keep up with whatever's you know. They're like, "Here's some action, here's the old story," and this yeah. was definitely they just they weave them together so well, they they make sense together. Like the whole part of it is done. I just I'm blown away by the show being as good as it is. So we're catching up on that. I think we're like eight or nine episodes into season two, and we've got the whole thing to watch now. But, oh,
1: cool, that's exciting. Yeah, Christina, yeah. my wife just um, binged watched all of season two um in like a couple days it was crazy i think she three wrong. three days she watched like all 23 episodes or something like that <clears throat> wow. and i rewatched the last like three or four just cuz i like the end of the season so much but yeah yeah it's it's really surprisingly good i can't yeah. believe that i like it as much as i do
2: yeah mm. yeah they toned down the amount of uh the amount of arrow doing push-ups shirtless in season two than they did from season one that season one it, it seemed like a 10 minute uh requirement of every episode was him shirtless doing some form of workout yeah. like he would always like the entrance to like the show would be like felicity walking in and him doing like pull-ups and her just, <laughs> and her just like staring at him <laughs> she's one of the best characters on that show she's Isn't awesome. She awesome yeah she's yeah great. she's great um but yeah, so that's, the, that's been pretty much my week. Uh, I caught up on some of the E3 stuff because I didn't get to watch it kind of in time. Um, so we'll talk about that a little bit uh, later. But I think those, you know, other than losing part of my body, um, <laughs> watching The Hobbit and watching Arrow, that's been my week. So, <laughs> Ash, you got into Destiny Alpha,
0: right?
1: I did. Um, I did not lose my pinky, but... I got into the Destiny Alpha, and uh, <laughs> did it feel the same?
0: Are we gonna have to qualify all of our statements with that now? I did. Yeah, I don't know. Seriously. Um,
1: yeah. yeah, I'll talk a little bit about the Destiny Alpha in the review section, and um, there's some stuff that I really liked and some stuff that, unfortunately, I really didn't like. Um, so I'll kind of break it down. And I understand it is an alpha, so I'm gonna try and be as as fair and forgiving as possible when I talk about it. Um, other than that, we started watching Orange Is the New Black season two. Awesome. Um, which is another Netflix original show that I didn't think I'd ever like. But season two is pretty awesome. Talks, It uh, kind of delves into the backstories of the characters a little bit more. They do a lot of flashback stuff, and you get to kind of find out why a lot of the characters are actually in there. So um, a lot of backstory, good stuff. Probably not quite as engaging as season one, but it is still pretty, pretty awesome.
2: I think they're on – so I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly it's based on a book. And, like, a true-life storybook, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think season two is moving beyond the scope of the book now, I believe.
1: I think so, too, because I think season one was, like, basically, like you said, loosely based on what the author is Piper Kerman, what actually happened to her in in women's prison. And then I think now they're just kind of, like, saying, well, like this is kind of like a what-if scenario. So there's sort of – yeah, it's not quite as gritty as season one, but it's still pretty good. Right, okay, cool. other than that, I, I'm trying to clean up some watchdogs, uh, some watchdogs. Clean up some watchdogs. Clean up <laughs> some watchdogs. I literally spend a couple hours just, like, going to points on the map and, like, doing side missions. and.
2: So you're going to 100%, huh?
1: Uh, I don't think I'll 100%. <clears throat> There's yeah, some okay. in there that are, like, kind of crazy. But yeah. some of them, um, some of the missions, like, investigation missions, missions and such, if you do, like, all 10 of them, it unlocks, like, a, a piece of the story. So uh, I've been doing those just because I'm kind of curious to, you know, unravel a little bit more of the world. Hmm. Huh. So that's been kind of fun. And um, other than that, you know, just, just doing the Destiny thing. Oh, and I played a little bit of Awesome Knots too, which was super fun. I love it.
0: You're like addicted to that. That's your new jam.
1: And I know. I've been playing it. It's like it's just totally mindless, like, you know, old school platformy fun. So. Good stuff.
0: Yeah, we mentioned a couple of weeks ago that there was an expansion, and I think now that expansion is available. There's like a huge expansion they just put out for it.
1: Yes, I think like four new characters already.
0: Yeah, yeah, a bunch of
1: new, cool stuff. New levels and all sorts of cool stuff. News! So, guys.
2: So. Uh, I've been listening to your two and a half hour trek through the E3 News. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um i believe the moment it posted or when i went to put it in the feed i texted scott and i was like two and a half hours (laughs) that was you you guys were like no it's good we covered everything and i was like all right cool um and uh i've been listening to it you guys did a great job nate did a great job thank you nate for for stepping in uh i was not able to make it but um uh, I've got some thoughts. Yeah, do you have cool. any let's, additional let's
0: insights or things you need to share with sure. us? Uh,
2: well, one thing I did want, which I would have been piping up during the, uh, piping in, was that the right What's the Piping sentence? up? I, I don't have as much of my body anymore, guys. I yeah. don't <laughs> how to say things. Pipe up. <laughs> Pipe up into uh, the conversation about how Sony flipped this year and talked a lot about media after they talked about indie games for 45 yeah. minutes. Right. Um, and I thought at first I was like, I thought Nate's point of, well, you know, you know, at first it sounded, you know, there was still that weird, like, is Nate going to defend PlayStation? <laughs> <laughs> right. Last year, but yeah. he, he made a really great point and I wanted to back it up, which is that, you know, when one guy's on top, their goal is take over the world. And when the other guy's on the bottom, their goal is just to, like get to the base so the base will bring them back up essentially you know Mm -hmm. and you saw that today where or you saw that this week with xbox announcing nothing but games essentially yeah and then playstation being like don't forget we got a music service you know or whatever it was like kind of ridiculous with their tv stuff and and the some of it was a little cool i'm not degrading the technology it's just laughable to me that essentially we went through this huge uproar last year and i feel like we were kind of level headed about it, going like, well, I think the T V stuff could be cool. Like that doesn't seem like that big of a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no games to come out, so they're not talking about them right now. And like, you know, PlayStation played to the base and, and rode that wave of of victory in or whatever. But but uh it's just funny that it's like it's like we said, you know, it's not a cold war. They're all heading towards the middle at some point and yep. you know, they're all gonna have the same exact system eventually uh so i thought nate's point was really great and and uh, i do want to echo that i was like yeah that is true like one guy's on top they're gonna act like they can do whatever they want you know Mm. and the Mm. other guy's not and they're gonna try to figure out how to fight to get back and
0: judging by the uh reject bond villain outfits they came out in i think that they uh (laughs) they definitely took that mentality (laughs) of trying to mob mob (laughs) boss jackets
1: and and turtlenecks and uh everybody was wearing
0: like pinstripe vests and you know three piece suits i don't understand like <laughs> i've never seen people get so excited to be like yelled at by a douchebag in a suit you know yeah
2: yeah <laughs> i th- that happened there was wh- which guy the guy who came out with the numbers that guy who's like the head of sony whatever the guy that
0: came out like in the middle of the presentation who like talked with his hands a lot
2: yeah he was like he was every ceo or cfo i've ever dealt with in my entire life it was like ridiculous (laughs) watching him talk i'm like come on like why is he here at e3 it's like it's my that's my like as a programmer that's my aggravation with every conference is that the numbers and the product people always get to go talk about things and never the guys who like make things you know like yeah it's never the programmer who's like, hey, I built this thing like yeah <laughs> it's yeah. always like the the numbers guy who gets to go to the conference and talk you know ten minutes of
0: statistics don't make gameplay any better you well, know? but
2: the reality is he went through the you know three week training course that lets him talk about things on stage and the programmer never did so yeah uh anyways i the sony one was the one i probably saw the most of i kind of saw xbox through the uh the review lens i had to like, go back and watch a lot of their videos um mm-hmm. you know I same kind of feelings you guys had is a little bit of a letdown for xbox to come out and be like call of duty and you're like or right was that the first thing they announced yeah, yeah call of yeah. Duty. And it's just kind of like, oh, God, again, guys? Like, can we get off? Like, let's announce anything fun and original and and interesting. And eventually they got to some of that stuff. But, you know, I I think everybody's afraid to come out and announce something new, like, brand new as their opener. Unless it's Mm -hmm. something that's been, like, well-leaked and already excited about,
0: you know? Sure. Um, I mean, although none of us play Call of Duty, unfortunately, the reality is that it's, like, probably the biggest game to a general audience right now. Sure. So you like you just have to mention it at some point it's sure that's just the reality of the situation
2: um i thought i actually thought ea's announcements were pretty cool even though they were short and brief like the stuff for mass effect and the you know dragon age looks awesome and like i I really for the most part walked away pretty positive everything looked pretty cool
1: yeah a lot of of good stuff being announced i mean it was really uh, i think a really good e3 and for my, the most part, it was a pretty positive E3 too. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of so. ire kind of being developed.
2: There at, was some weird digs point. that I felt like Sony took on occasion. That I'm like, really? Are we still <laughs> like? <laughs>
0: like somebody yeah. made a dig about Pyro because there was. I think EA had some explosions out there.
2: Yeah, 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 they did. Um, so, but my my weird kind of closing thought on it. I really liked Nintendo's conference, <laughs> I know I
0: think I think we're not alone in that
2: yeah. like wow they they really kind of were exciting and f- like I think the thing with Nintendo that was really awesome and what I really enjoyed is that it felt like Nintendo they didn't come out like we're badasses and look at all this badass stuff they came out and they just had fun with like the whole thing, like like it was like very kind of joyous and just like, look, we made some cool- th- we're making cool things, and this is really fun, and like all look the robots we can stuff? be. Yeah, like they they had they took digs at themselves and like I just was like wow, what a you know, maybe you have to in their position, but you don't have to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like and they kind of just came out and had a really good time and and uh I liked what I saw there. I, I not even being a huge Zelda fan, I thought Zelda looked pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um I watched some extra video. I don't know if it played during the conference or not cuz like again, I was rewatching it, but it was where um the creator of Zelda uh or the guy who's making the new Zelda, what's his name? Uh, I do not know I don't remember, I remember but he talked about the concept of why they do worlds the way they do like how you travel between places and why the last game that felt like more closed off because you basically just went to a closed off island and then mm-hmm. with like quick travel to another closed off island and then he, they showed off you know the, the kind of like flying and the moving between boating and all that stuff on this one uh, but it looked cool I was I thought it looked gorgeous the grass scene with the whoever that is on the horse I agree that uh that could be Zelda maybe?
0: It like is it is Link and it is not Link. There's yeah. there's some weird stories online about what the developer said in response to that. Really? Okay. Yeah.
2: Um I even went so far as to like I asked Melissa, I said, So if we got a Wii U and, you know, got like Mario Kart and Mario and stuff like, would you game? And she was like, Yeah. I was like, Really? She's like, Yeah, I love Mario Kart. I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So it makes me feel like maybe it's a, maybe I'm, you know, if they're going to really kind of start backing stuff and putting out Super Smash Brothers and Mario Kart and, and all that kind of stuff, like, maybe it does slowly become a worthwhile system. Uh, I agree with Nate. I would really love to see a Metroid. Uh, I would yeah. love to see, like, a Mega Man, even, or, you know, some kind of whatever. Like, anything, like, I feel like they could just dip into the resources of... Castlevania, I know they're not all exclusively theirs anymore, but, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, like dip into the nostalgia resource, I guess, of, of Castlevania, Mega Man, you know, Metroid, all these games that we loved on Nintendo, and just be like, hey, we're just going to start making the stuff that we know everybody likes, Donkey Kong, you know, Donkey Kong Country or whatever. They did put
0: out a Donkey Kong. Did they? I it's
2: didn't see like that. It's called like Tropical
0: Freeze or something like that. Or maybe that's a beverage, <laughs> I don't remember.
2: I saw I saw the, the Yoshi yarn yeah. Yoshi's yarn i yeah. saw the you know all the kirby and all that stuff and it looks those games like the thing with those games is that i can i can see that some people would just be like like maybe ash even would be like Ugh, i don't play this yeah. platform puzzler where i'm a yarn yoshi yeah but, the, but they are like they are like uniquely fun and enjoyable in a way that a lot of things that come out on xbox and playstation aren't you know like they are just kind of like carefree fun, in the same way that like we talked about Max and the Curse of the Brother- Curse of Brotherhood. Like you can kind of just sit down and play them and just enjoy it, and not really like you're not like trying to see every explosion and you know cool badass moment. Like it's it, it's different. So yeah, I appreciate it for what it is. I guess is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, I mean I I would say that I what I appreciate about those games is that they also try to get you to interact with the game in different ways Uh like i'm pretty sure that the kirby game they showed off had um something where you had to draw on the game pad to move kirby through the environment which i appreciate you know because for every um you know third person cover based shooter that i play like some are good and some are not as good but for the most part, they're all the you know they're all the in the same genre, yeah. and the way in which you interact with those games is always going to be the same. Yeah. So you know any opportunity where there is a new way to interact with the game, um, I I think is welcome, and I think Nintendo is trying to well you know trying to bring that at least you know.
2: Well, and I think you know Star Fox showed it a little bit, that, and we've said it a million times, like if nintendo wants the wii u to take off or be like the in-home success that the wii was like they need to get behind the technology of the system and do some amazing things with that gamepad because it is a cool product but if they're not going like this is what you do with it yeah like nobody else is going to get behind it why would any other developer get behind something that even the the main developer can't you yeah know they need I mean? support exactly. from third party yeah, too, and it right. starts with them yeah, yeah. They've yeah. they've gotta make that Star Fox and be like, Hey, here you go, here's why the Wii U pad is so amazing and then everybody goes, Oh, we could do some cool and then like then it takes off and everybody goes, Oh, okay, I mean, cool. We'll there was a
1: rumor circulating around that's been confirmed that Ubisoft actually has um a handful of completed Wii U games that they're not oh. going to put on the market because the install base for the Wii U is uh, so low right now. There's not yeah. enough systems for them to actually make money on the games they've already completed, so they're just kind of waiting for the system to be more successful yeah. before they release these uh, original, you know, titles for the Wii U. So I think, you know, I think the, the gaming community does want the mm-hmm. system to do well, but it's like you guys just said, I mean, we need some, you know, some original first party titles that are, that kick ass. And I think yeah. that new Zelda title is really going to going to sell
0: the shit out I think,
2: of that console. I think Zelda for sure. I think Mario Kart already bumped it, right? A Mario bit. Kart I
0: mean. is selling the shit out of it. And I know this because at least in our area, I tried to shop it a little bit because I'm, you know, I'm considering getting one as well. Yeah. And um, right now they're... Nintendo is selling like an amazing bundle. They're selling the Wii yes, U I know, with, with, Mario with Mario Kart, Kart 8 remote. with an extra Wii remote. And right now they're running a promotion on Club Nintendo, which is like their registration system, Yeah. where if you register a copy of Mario Kart 8, you can pick an additional game to download for free, one of four games. And two and of those games, games, yeah, it's like Pikmin 3, the um, side-scrolling Mario. Mario platformer, and the Wind Waker HD remake. Oh, yeah. wow. So basically, for like that, and that bundle retails for like three thirty. So for three thirty, you can walk away with the console, an extra controller, Mario Kart eight, and then go download this another game. So you get yeah. two games basically for, you know, for less than three hundred and fifty dollars with the I, console.
2: I did. I, I did literally the same thing you did. I was like, because uh, I had talked to Melissa about it, and then I was like, oh, I wonder like how much. I knew it was three hundred bucks, but I was like, I wonder if there's any deals like post E three deals or Mario Kart deals. Yeah. And I saw that deal, and I was like, oh man, that's kind of enticing. Like. Two games, two controllers, like you know that's it's like the bundle. Like essentially, I don't have to think about anything else, and I've got a, a working system like right
0: away. And like, I mean, between GameStop, Target, and Best Buy in our area, as of this moment, there are only three stores across all three of those chains in town that have that system. Wow! Really? So I know that Mario Kart Eight is selling systems, but now they need to keep the momentum going. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> and and that's kind of part of. I think Nate said it, and I kind of, of course, agreed with Nate. Uh, was that. You know, it's great to say we've got Star Fox. It's great to say we've got Zelda. But they're all, like, games coming out in, like, a year or two tops. Yes. Mm-hmm. Star Fox was, like, so pre-early that I don't even know if it'll hit 2015, honestly. It would also
0: be great to say, like, we have Evolve, you know? And yeah. We have... You yeah. Know.
2: And, and that's what they're lacking is they yeah. can't, like... Because if you look at Xbox and PlayStation, like, 99% of their stuff was all just third-party. Just like, hey, you know, like, Overlap. here's our... yeah, here's here's our, like... We have our one month of DLC exclusive. And it's like, okay. <laughs> like, so so that doesn't matter at all is what you're saying. Like, uh, you, you know,
0: it's but... like secretly behind closed doors. I'm sure Microsoft and Sony both want their system to be either the primary or secondary platform. Right. But now I think people are going to look at their primary platform. So for us, it's Xbox One. And now we're looking at the Wii U and going like, maybe this is a better value as a secondary platform. Yeah. You know, because on the PS4 the differences are not as great as the difference between the Xbox 1 and the Wii U as a secondary platform.
2: And the problem mm-hmm. the thing with PlayStation's announcements and Xboxes to some extent I just don't I think I think differently because I have a one and I don't have a PS4. So like th- this yeah. is how I'm processing it but um like with PlayStation's announcements with their exclusives and I guess this was the same with Xbox. Um they're all PC titles too. And a lot of them were indie titles that were, like, their exclusive stuff. Like, the uh, the Space Exploration
0: one that we're all definitely going to play. What no Man's that? Sky.
2: No Man's Sky. Uh-huh. Um, that's going to be on PC, right? I wasn't crazy when they Yeah,
0: announced. and you can go buy, like, Transistor on Steam as well.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. so, like, there's the part of me that feels like, well, like, any of the exclusives that I really care about at this point are indie games, and they're going to be on Steam or they're going to be on, you know, whatever, good old games or some platform I can buy it on. So why... Like I don't know that I need a PS4. Like with the X with the 360 and the PS3, I got a PS3 partly for Metal Gear and partly uh because it was a Blu-ray player, right? And yeah. you were like that that was a solid differentiator. And now I'm like, so I've got two systems that are basically the same. You know, PlayStation's announcing all their media stuff, Xbox already announced it, Xbox is announcing all their games, PlayStation already announced some. And it's like so you're the same system the same amount of power and you know, your differentiators are like which one got which indie exclusive. <laughs> like I don't even know. Yeah, because yeah. It's, it seems like an, an impossibility right now with a system that only sold. So PlayStation's got what, like four or five million out in the in the wild,
0: or is it more than that now? I think there are a couple million Six. more ps4s in the in the world than there are xbox ones it's like six to four or five to three or something yeah like that. something like that's like the ratio whatever the numbers are the ratio i think is right but
2: regardless the number is so low that i it feel like it's other than you know certain ones that probably got paid very big to be exclusives like titanfall and stuff it's got to be hard for a studio to go exclusive with a system that they know they're only going to sell tops three million copies you know over the lifetime of this thing because once once a game's more than six months old that that doesn't sell like it used to you know
0: yeah and i I mean that's why they're doing the dlc now like it's like well we can't get your game first so let's get exclusive dlc yeah you know
2: one will get you know the the exclusive skin for this character and the other one will get the gun you stop using after a week like it's like
0: like (laughs) your starter gun that you get for five minutes yeah yeah.
2: i just that stuff is all weird and laughable to me but but regardless i thought e3 was was pretty positive and pretty awesome i actually thought the white ps4 looked pretty awesome you know Mm -hmm. that was like oh, well, if I want to wait till Destiny comes out, which I wouldn't be buying it any sooner anyways. But then I'm like, would I even play Destiny on PS4? Because I feel like if you guys are playing
0: on Xbox, Xbox One, yeah. then
2: I'm going to play it on Xbox One. So I don't know. What are you going to do? Guys? I mean, honestly,
0: like, regardless of what the frame rate is and the, you know, graphical resolution or whatever, I think the bigger concern with Destiny is the back end. And so I would be willing to bet that, the Xbox back end is a little more developed than the PS4 back end.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, in terms of, well, and it's also about where your friends are. I mean that, that game, and I'll talk about it in a little while, but that game is going to be entirely dependent on the community of people playing it mm-hmm. because, uh, I mean, at its core, I'm just going to say it, it's an MMO. It is. isn't. I know it's an MMO. I've played it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And so it's all about the, the people that are playing that game. So if you have a good community of friends and, and people that are on all the time, it could be a lot of fun. But, you know, I I don't have much experience gaming online and on PlayStation. So I don't know, you know, what what that community is really like. So,
0: Hmm. yeah, let uh, me ask you guys a question. Are you because this is something that surprised me. Were you surprised by the lack of leveraging technology? Like all of the games that were announced played it pretty safe. It's just like, hey, you use the controller for this. There's no mention of the PS4 touchpad, the light bar, the camera. Uh, right. Like, only two games use the Kinect, and they're both harmonics games. Like, we didn't see anything that, in, you know, integrated voice recognition, none of that stuff. So,
2: but don't you feel like this is part of the problem with the internet? <laughs> yeah, like, this is, they're playing it safe because of the internet. There was backlash against, like, yeah. them saying anything cool or new or different in the last E3, either any company, honestly, although Xbox took the brunt of it. Yeah. That, like... You know, coming, I feel like they were just like, we're just going to come out, we're going to announce our first person shooter, and we're going to say, hey, here's our first person shooter, and this one you can play with your friends and, like, move on with life, because we don't want to get, like, slammed for the next three weeks and have sales just dip even further, you know? Yeah. Like,
0: I, I don't want to play on the best console for first person shooters or frame rate. I want to play on the yeah. on the best place that uses the reason why I bought the system in the first place, as opposed to, like, my computer.
2: But do you right? still not laugh at this, like, this fear of, like, the always-on thing that everybody exploded over, and then, like, 90% of the games are all online games. Like, they're yeah, all, like, y- play with your have friends. have to be connected, absolutely. Require online connections, you know? And I'm like, well, why is it so bad to be always-on? And mm-hmm. then, you know, like, as, as dickish as the guy from Xbox said it, which was like, well, if you don't want to do it, then don't, like, just don't buy the system that's meant yeah, for yeah, it. you buy
1: a 360, yeah. Sure.
2: Yeah, like, then... Like part of me wants to be like that was a dick thing to say and was completely not PR'd. Okay, obviously because the guy's yeah. gone now. But like, but like part of me wanted to be like, well, yeah, that's what they're leveraging with both of these systems. Like, you know, No Man's Sky is is an online game. Like, you're not going to play it just sitting in your house like by yourself all the time. You're supposed to explore with friends
0: and. I, it's like this I, cloud-based universe that expands over time. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And,
1: and that's amazing. I mean, even like looking at a game that's out now, Watch Dogs. Like the the majority of yeah. the great features of that game, you have to be connected to the internet, and it's it's completely seamless. You don't even realize that you're connected. And I think, I mean, I think people in general in life are afraid of change, and they're afraid of, of that innovation because they want things to be you know the same, and they want things to be right. what they're used to. Mm-hmm um and they don't want to feel like they're tethered you know to an internet connection and da 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 but it's better like, like the so, promise you
0: know. of this generation is not <clears throat> it's not better graphics it's the power of the cloud the power right. of interaction technology whether it be the touchpad the light bar the connect like right. voice recognition whatever smart glass integration tablets you know all that shit cross platform play yeah. and um we saw very little of that and i i think that's really disappointing that they but played I- it so safe
2: I think we're still gonna need so there's a lot of technology floating around, right? Everybody can kinda pick and choose what cool thing they wanna integrate with mm-hmm. and use. You know, even even Project Morpheus or whatever, whenever that seven hundred dollar package comes out, <laughs> they they can that's gonna be like something that people can leverage, right? And what it's gonna take is a harmonics or uh you know if we want to go way back to like an id when they used to push graphics and the way things they the way they did things it's going to take a company that's uniquely qualified to leverage that technology in a way that blows people's minds right Mm -hmm. and somebody who's willing to take the chance on it like Harmonix. uh while while they were dominating with rock band at the time which was also like a peripheral based game yeah uh when they came out with Dance Central, it was, like, mind-blowing how good they, they used the Connect, like, how well they, they implemented yeah. that technology. I still think
0: that, that Dance Central series works the best of, like... And I play a lot of those Kinect, you know, games that right. require the Connect, and that one is hands-down the best one in terms of the, the way that it works for the user.
2: Right. So, it's. I think it's going to take... And I really thought it might have been Watch Dogs for a little bit, and then I realized that it, that's not how they use the smart... They, or how they use the second-screen technology. But it's going to take... Some company to come out with a game that just is willing to take the shot at going like we're going to use smart glass and we or we're going to use the Wii Pad or we're going to use the, you know the touch controls on the PlayStation and we're going to do it in a way that you've never thought about doing it before and it's going to be amazing and it'll either sell or it won't.
0: Like the division is using it, right?
1: Yeah, the fifth the fifth player being the sort of player. like the eyes in the sky. So we'll see yeah. how that works. And it sounds like it's going to be awesome, but or better we'll
0: yet, like imagine never having to pause the game in. Um, Dragon Age Inquisition because you have your inventory like on your tablet, like, Ooh, that's your yeah. so cool. You know yeah. stuff like that, like things that are monotonous, like managing inventory or or crafting, like things that would even be easier to do with touch instead of a controller.
2: Yeah, like, and isn't like, that kind of what you thought? Like we we u was trying to do like two years ago. Yeah, because like, I think Look, yeah we like, could do all the m- stuff on the tablet. Mass and then, like- three
0: had that. That was sort of the idea behind Zombie U. Like Zombie yeah. U was largely a demonstration of what you could do. Yeah. With a screen and the Wii U gamepad as the second screen in terms of, like, typing in codes and doing your crafting and managing your resources and all that stuff.
2: Well, and then they did, like, second camera stuff where you could look behind you without leaving the screen, right, and all that kind of stuff.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: And, like, that that's all very interesting. And I think it could be done really well. But, you know, the the secondary problem with Wii U is that there won't be a Dragon Age Inquisition on the Wii U pretty much <laughs> sure. ever. Sure, but, <laughs> True. But... Um, without them just literally developing a second version of the game, um, with a studio like Bioware won't do, but, or I don't think we'll do, uh, but yeah, you know, I think that fear of technology really is just backlash from, you know, internet commentary. Like when you've got certain sites that'll just post like one line things about how somebody sucks and then it's just like a comment flame war below it. Mm-hmm. I don't blame a company whose whose you know literal lives depend on this machine selling well <laughs> with games selling
0: on public it. Public opinion, yeah.
2: Yeah, and like which are basically based entirely around, you know, public opinion and however that goes and it seems like public opinion online floats with the with the wind kind of thing, so Yeah, absolutely. Who knows, but but uh I do look forward to somebody I feel <laughs> I really feel like somebody will break that mold and come out and just put out something that's mind-blowing to everybody else like, "Oh crap, that's how we were supposed to use this the whole time."
0: yeah okay Mm -hmm. so i guess before we move Mm -hmm. off this topic why don't we quickly talk about maybe the three things that we like the most like a top three okay sure um i'll start off because i'll give you guys a a chance to
1: think of yours because i've been thinking about mine go ahead um obviously top of the list is going to be dragon age uh i just i loved all the stuff they showed off i loved um Excuse me, losing my voice. Uh, I, I love the fact that uh, they kind of spent some time delving into the characters. I think that was a, a great idea to do during the E3 press conference, or sorry, during the EA press conference. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just thought the whole presentation was really well done, and um, I, it got me even more excited for the game. So that was cool. Uh, I'm really excited for the Division. I, I like that one's kind of the the top of my list. Um, I, I really feel like I feel like. First of all, I love third-person cover-based shooters, and I love that Snowdrop engine and everything I've seen about the Snowdrop, Snowdrop engine. Mm-hmm. And I feel like everything I've seen about this game now, and the fact that they're taking their time with this game and won't be out till 2015, and it's got you know drop-in, drop-out co-op, and it has all these great features that I feel like Ubisoft has been kind of playing with in other titles. Yes, um, I feel like finally with the division, we're going to get it all kind of culminating into a great you know third-person cover-based persistent state world you know just an awesome awesome shooter that'll be great to play with friends and that's kind of what i'm really excited about having our own crew of guys being able to go out and go on missions and you know take back new york city together and spec out our characters because it's got rpg elements i'm like this just sounds awesome and um you know and it looks like a lot of the the cover-based shooting is kind of um similar to that of watchdogs and i thought watchdogs had some great some great mechanics so um I kind of feel like this is going to be really, really, really fun, and the other one on my list was actually another Ubisoft title, which is a uh, Valiant Hearts, which is a, a much smaller, smaller title. But um, you know, I'm a big—I don't want to say I'm a fan of World War One, but it, I think you're it's a history a, I, buff. Yeah, I'm a history buff. <laughs> yeah. this is like, I'm a big fan <laughs> of World War <laughs> yeah. One. Yeah, the millions of people that died. Um, no, but I, I really feel like we haven't really seen—I can't remember any games that are based in this time period, and um, it really. You know, it's a time period that kind of set the stage for all the 20th century, and to see a really um, kind of emotional, even though it's you know it's a, it's a puzzle adventure game, um, I really feel like this game is going to be special. So,
0: I mean, if the this third. subject matter will make you play a puzzle adventure game, I think that that says enough in <laughs> itself. You know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, what about you, Scott? What's your top three?
0: Um, I think just because it's me, I'm going to have to say that my one of my things is going to be dance central spotlight nice because it's the thing that i want it's it's part of the reason why i bought the xbox instead of the playstation 4 is because i want to use the connect and i just have to dance you guys (laughs) i just want to dance it's amazing you are
1: quite a quite a skilled dancer at these games i just kind of look like somebody's like electrocuting spaghetti (laughs) (laughs) It's a
0: really sad kind of thing. It's a spicy meatball. Oh, no, I know. It flailing around.
1: Like, oh, Jesus.
0: Um, my only hope for this game is that somehow you will be able to import your library from the previous games into this one.
1: Always, always risky, huh?
0: Yeah. I mean, although they're, they're um, you know, they're obviously on separate systems. But the previous games, you have been able to do that because there's been codes written on the back of the manuals that you can enter in to download the, the music for the new game. So... Yeah. I hope that this library can expand very quickly because it's I think they're going to do something where they just release like a smaller game probably at a lower price point and it's only going to come with 10 songs I believe. Yeah, yeah. And then they're going to but by doing it all digitally, I think they're going to implement um a framework that allows them to more quickly get songs into the game, which is important for a music-based game because it's all very timely. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, it's like you hear a song on the radio and you're like, "Okay, now I want to go home and do that song" instead of the one that came out six months ago. So I think that'll be that'll be um, really important to that. My second thing is that I'm excited about Nintendo again, you guys.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm, I actually, you know, for the first time in a really long time, I was like, I can actually consider purchasing the system. <laughs> I know.
0: I, like, I remember, like, as soon as this press conference started to have an impact, as I think it did on many people, I thought immediately back to the first time at PAX that I was able to hold that machine in my hand. And I played um, the Nintendo land kind of demo thing. And then I played a little bit of zombie U. And I remember at the time I was like, this is kind of cool and really special. And I'm, I'm interested in this, but you know, at the time again, it was like, we need to see more and now we're seeing more and I'm kind of getting excited about it, especially And this might, you know, this might be a function of me being a Nintendo fan from back in the day. This could also be a function of not really having a lot of current games to get on the Xbox One. Yeah, you know, in terms of the variety of games that is available, but um, I'm excited. Like, I can't, I can't wait. I realized very shortly after that it wasn't a question of like if I would buy a Wii U, but when. Because I, when a Zelda game comes out, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to get it. Like, it's right. kind of, yeah, kind of the end of the story right there. So I'm excited about Nintendo again. And then, I guess maybe my third thing. I, I don't really know. I mean, because like now we're talking, <laughs> we're getting into the territory of like the really big games like a Dragon Age or yeah. The Division. So I guess because you said those two things, I'll say Mirror's Edge.
2: Okay. Oh, yeah. Because
0: when they announced Mirror's Edge 2, there's something about the presentation of that game in terms of the, the graphical, the art style, and the gameplay and the music and everything. And as, as soon as I heard the soundtrack to that game when they were playing the trailer, like I got goosebumps. So I was like really excited um, to play that game again, because I think for a lot of people that just the sort of the chillness of the game has an impact on people. Um, And I think people are really excited to play a better version of the first game because there were, I mean, as good as the first game was, there are flaws in that game in terms of too much combat.
2: Yeah, I was, uh, when you guys were talking about that, I was kind Mm -hmm. of like, you know, agreeing on the subway that the combat is where that game fails like immediately, but it kind of doesn't cause you should like, it fails when they force it. Yeah. So like when they don't force it and you're just like running through dudes and getting around them, that's when the game's amazing. Cause you're like, you realize immediately if you stop and try to fight that you're, you're dead.
0: Right. Exactly. I but mean, that's a pet it, peeve of mine like, in general is like when games break their own core game mechanics, Yeah. just, you know, for the sake of variety to get you to do something different, it's totally pointless. It's like people play mayor's edge to run so let them run and never stop running and kind of do tricks and make it more of a a game of elegance and skill right. instead of, like, first-person shooting, which is, like, that game fails miserably at. So right. yeah. that's my three. So how about you, Matt?
2: Um, So uh, I'm going to kick it off. Some of mine echo yours a little bit, but uh, I'm going to kick it off with Nintendo, too. Uh, this is the first time in a long time that I've been excited about Nintendo stuff. It's the first time I've thought, like, oh, I wonder if this would get my wife to game with me. You know, yeah. like, this yeah. is this is an interesting concept that they're... They're embracing their Nintendo-ness, which I feel like is what we've been saying for years about them. Like, just be Nintendo. Nobody needs you to be anything else, you know? But don't be Nintendo. It's like some par rate. Does it make you wonder that, like, did they, do you think they knew that they had to rush the system out because it wasn't going to be as strong as One or PS4? So they were like, let's just get it out the year before, and the games will just come when they come, and we're just going to take our bruises for the next few
0: years, and we'll just let the DS kind of float us?
1: Pretty solid guess. I mean, I I don't really, I uh, feel like, yeah. I, I yeah. mean,
0: my thought is that they were just being a little too cocky. Yeah, maybe. You know, that they're like, we sold when they did the Wii U. Yeah, like they sold zillions of Wiis. And it was like, you know, the the penetration sort of into the public space was so great. Oh, yeah. Where it was like, oh, now you've got like older people playing bowling, bowling. Yeah. And people are, you know, playing the games at parties. And it's so much fun. And it's super cheap and really accessible for the family. And I think they were just like... And now here's our next system, and it's just like more of this stuff. And I think they expected people to just uh, like keep drinking that Kool Aid, and it, uh, it kind of just fell flat with a lot I of people. I could see
2: that. I could definitely see that. Yeah, because I mean, like, you forget that, like, the 360 and the PS3 were like envious of how many Wii's were yes. in how many living rooms. Like, it was insane how many units they sold. And unexpected, I think, for the most part. But the. There's brand yeah.
0: confusion as well. I think a lot of people yeah. didn't know if the Wii U was the gamepad oh, yeah. or the console or both, you know? Yeah,
2: like, what the hell? Like, you're selling. Like, when you know your audience is families, which is what you're selling to, which means you're selling to parents. Mm-hmm. Like why in God's name would you name it basically the same thing and then just look, make it look slightly altered. (laughs) Here's a new controller for a new system. And it's Uh the same name. Like, Oh God, that was, that was mass confusion. But anyways, I think, uh, their conference, like I said, took the right tone. I think it was amazing how they did it. I love that. They kind of just were like, Hey, we're the third guy. We know that just come have fun with us and we're going to show you Zelda and we're going to show you a glimpse at star Fox and we're doing cool things, you know, like that was cool to me. I really enjoyed it. Um,
1: my other just, one Just don't get amiibos in your ears i hear that's deadly <laughs> <laughs> you don't
0: want to get an amiibo I, infection no, don't I'm get admit, any I'm amiibos admit all over you
1: <laughs> i'm gonna admit something right now
2: oh, if no. i had a kid i would have like a billion skylanders toys and oh, i yeah, would have sure. all the disney infinity stuff because collecting toys to me is awesome yeah so they're crazy expensive and i would never really play either one of those games so it's hard for me to say like i would go get them now but i looked at the amiibos and i was like yeah i'd probably buy like a mario amiibo like sure yeah <laughs> Why yeah not, you know like whatever i'll get like a like a cloud one or something if they have that for 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 uh, smash brothers or whatever uh, you know i don't know whatever i don't know but, if, and,
0: i don't know if you guys know this but what do you think the average price of a disney infinity character is oh
2: they're crazy expensive they're like 20 bucks right per character
0: no it's like uh, I think yes. I guess you're right. Is it yes, really kind I'm of like $20. the the moving average is about fifteen dollars, depending yeah. on the character that you want. So as little as thirteen, and as much as maybe twenty.
2: I wow. think those Marvel ones are going to be like all up in the twenty range. I bet like fifteen to wow. twenty bucks.
0: You know, like if you want to get the frozen characters together, that's like thirty dollars. Yeah, that's wow. two characters. Not, you you guys. realize
1: how much that costs, Ash? I had no idea. I hope they were like yeah, five yeah. bucks. That is the most expensive, <laughs> so
0: expensive DLC. It's such a killer idea to sell genius. physical and DLC. Skylanders
1: guys were, were like, you know, raking oh, in. Really? Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. Um, so, so Nintendo was number one. I thought the tone was really awesome. I really enjoyed it. Made me happy to see Nintendo again. Uh, my number two is one that is near and dear to my heart. Cause it is actually, I think the first like hardcore PC title I ever pot, bought and played, which is rainbow six. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was I was huge into the early Rainbow Six games. I had the first one ever, just regular Rainbow Six on the PC where you had, you know, permadeath characters that you would go and, and try God, to like yeah, that was so much get fun. into these get into these rooms and do all this stuff and like take down the bad guys. I absolutely loved it. It made me I read the books and stuff. I like I drank that Kool-Aid pretty hard. So mm-hmm. while I am excited about the division and I think division will be really fun for all of us to play, I'm super excited to to play a super tactical Rainbow Six again. I think that could be really awesome. Uh, because like all the ghosts i played the ghost recons and stuff they're fun um but they're much less tactical they're a lot more stripped down than than the hardcore rainbow six games so i'm excited about that uh and then you know i'd love to say dragon age i honestly kind of avoided some of it because i haven't finished one and two yet um Mm -hmm. and i do like playing the game so i didn't want to get like things complete i've somehow managed to like miss a lot of spoilers for that's good like a decade's worth of gaming but um uh, my third oh man i just lost it my third oh i you know while it's not i'm not gonna play it on the system they were showing it off for i think no man's sky is gonna be pretty cool uh i wasn't sure at first i thought it was gonna be a really boring sim game and then i saw like dog fighting and and some other stuff going on it, and i was like all right i think i'm on board uh this could be pretty cool so Think that's my third.
0: You know what I've seen of No Man's Sky looks amazing, but I I want to. I'm hoping that there's more there than just like you visit the planet and there's a dinosaur and then what happens, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. But I
2: like I. I'm with you though. now I'm excited. Mass Effect Two. I actually ruined my game by visiting planets because I. That's like I just like the sci-fi aspect of Mm -hmm. like this huge universe that you can go and everything has a name and you discover stuff and you know like that's interesting to me so like if mm-hmm. that exists in this game and i can fly around and have fun and like and i can also dogfight and there's some stuff on the ground that you can do like cool yes. i'm down to play i don't know that it'll like capture me forever but i think it'll be a good fun uh game to play so we'll see how that goes but i think those would be my top three nintendo uh rainbow six and, and no man's sky
0: awesome well you know what else is going to capture our attention forever? What's that? Apparently, Destiny. So, why don't we take a break, and we'll come back, and Ash will tell us all about it. Sounds good.
1: Okay, so, uh, I got into destiny alpha which i guess uh, just opened up a few days ago and uh scott and i actually got alpha codes by attending the sony event um for e3 so Do you have anything how, to say
0: about that sony event real quick
1: uh it was enjoyable I had a lot of fun there were a lot of people there, there was a lot of energy uh, kind of a different sort of crowd um than i'm used to being around it was a lot like going to a panel at a con so like uh, a lot of energy where you didn't expect it to be. So like, you know, they they re- would talk about Little Big Planet 3 and like a bunch of 30-year-olds would like lose their shit and like jump up <laughs> and down like the Beatles were on, you know, on stage. I don't like, wow, I
2: really? still don't understand. So is there I don't understand Little Big Planet. Is there a game in Little Yeah, Big it's Planet? like
0: it's a pla- it's a puzzle platformer.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. But then you can make your own puzzle platforms? Yes. Yes. Yeah. But
0: I mean, like, so people are super pissed about, you know, Mario Maker, but, you know, in Little Big Planet, you can do functionally the same thing, and people seem to be super stoked on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, literally in the room, it's like the bee dropped, you know, and heads exploded. Oh, yeah. People, people <laughs> yeah. went totally <laughs> it's crazy. the best SNL skit in a yeah. long time. Yeah, yeah. that, and
1: uh, people obviously freaked out about Uncharted, and uh, yeah, what else? Th- the Batman. Kind of, oh, Batman, yeah. Batman. Yeah. Just but Batman's not a system gorgeous. exclusive, right? No, but I'm I'm sure it so had some sort of like timed that. timed oh. DLC or something like that. Or Joker exclusive, no exclusive Scarecrow Nightmare Missions. Oh yeah. And people went nice. like
0: oh, Nightmare <laughs> Mission <laughs> And man, like they Sony essentially announced um Destiny and GTA five as if they were platform exclusives. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. like when that happened, everyone in the room freaked out too because the guy was like and you can transfer your Xbox 360 game to PS4. Yeah. yeah. And then like and love, two hours I later.
2: Was like, I love when Nate was like, that probably means you can transfer it to the one too. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, uh-huh. like an hour
0: later, Major Nelson was on Twitter like, yeah, you can totally do that for Xbox one as well. So, yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, I really, the, my, my only thought during that was just laughing at the thought of Ash going,
0: yeah, I knew they were
2: going
1: to do this. <laughs> yeah, he did. He said that many times. they <laughs> oh, are such jerks. But uh, anyway, the event was cool and they gave us um, a magical lanyard and on the back of the magical lanyard was like a a code for some free stuff and one of the things was uh, early access to the alpha. So I was able to get that. The download um, for the Destiny Alpha is almost about 8 gigabytes. So it took a little while to download. And uh, once I downloaded it, it got in. And uh, the first thing I, I guess I'll talk about is the general premise of the game. So for people that don't know much about Destiny yet or why you should kind of be excited about Destiny, it's uh, from Bungie, <clears throat> the original makers of Halo. Uh, and Halo, of course, is now being done by 343. And um, what they did is they said they wanted to kind of create their own universe since they don't have the Halo license anymore. And they wanted to make a bigger game with much more to do. And they wanted to add RPG aspects to basically Halo. Um, the premise so of the game is that... To
2: make, to make that universe, they made a small little character that floats around and talks to you, and then you play as a guy in tech armor shooting th- shooting a gun at things, right?
1: Yes. Um, <laughs> so they didn't really deviate too much from the Halo formula with this game, but the cool thing... There, there's, a, there's some cool things and some not-so-cool things. So the cool thing is you do get to create a character. You get to go through facial customization. You get to go through um, gender choice, you get to do uh, choose hairstyles and makeup and all that sort of stuff. So you get to actually build a character from the ground up. Um, as it stands, there's currently three different races. Um, there's like a human race. Uh, there's a human race. Uh, there's like a robotic sort of cybernetic race, and there's a race of what appear to be like sort of elven or like ethereal, um, you know, kind of space people. It's a bit as close as I can call them, they have like blue more blue features than the other people. Um, and then here's where some of the problems are for me. So there, there is a little bit of customization with the characters you c- can create, but all of the models stay exactly the same. The, oh. genders, the genders switch up, but if you choose, oh, really? let's say, the robotic race, you're going to have the exact same male model as the human race, but you'll just do a head swap. And really? I'm thinking – yeah, and I'm like well, – that's do just, a head swap. Yeah, just do a head swap and the same with the other race as well. So the size of the character doesn't change and the actual build of the character doesn't change at all. It's just a head swap, which to me – I mean that- I'm, I'm going to sound like a dick here, but that's kind of lazy. Is um, that
2: possible just alpha – like issues, or do you think that's that's generally that it seemed like this is what's gonna happen?
1: It might be, but i at this point, I kind of doubt it because the game is scheduled still for a September release, and I don't think they're that's adding true. too much in terms of you know graphical stuff to it um it was still kind of cool to be able to build my character out and you know name them and all that and all that because you know in Halo, all you played as just master chief, and there was no customization, so that was that was kind of cool. Um, there's also three different character classes to choose from the alpha. Uh, you had the hunter, the titan, and the warlock. And uh, I ended up playing the hunter for, I want to say, a good eight hours I played the hunter. And oh, uh, wow. I, I took the hunter to the level cap, which is level eight. Um, <clears throat> I actually got to the level cap in about, I want to say, two and a half hours and then just kept replaying the same um, part of the map over and over again to <laughs> kind of just make sure that I was feeling the feelings that I was feeling. Okay. So uh, yeah, I wanted to spend some extra time with it just to make sure that I wasn't cranky or something when I was playing it. Um, so the general premise, premise of the game that separates it from a Halo is that it is a massively multiplayer game. There's a hub that you can go to that's a city as similar to like one of the cities that you would go to in Borderlands where there's like a lot of different kiosks where you can pick up missions and you can customize your armor. You can buy new armor. You can buy new weapons. You can pick up quests. Uh, and then you know there's other players that are currently logged on that are in the city all running around, like you'd see in an MMO. Mm-hmm. So you see like, you know, Dick Balls eight eight seven nine and you see like RoboJock fifty seven and they're all kind of all running around the city like, you know
0: double doing, jumping and like, two-bagging like, each other
1: and, and doing the dance emote over and over again. So right. that that's all going on in the city and as soon as I saw that I was like, Oh, this like this is a land of MMO <laughs> where there's all these people that I don't know all running around, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, so the first thing I did in the game was I, I ran through the tutorial mission, which, um, kind of sends you down to earth and you're in this, uh, post-apocalyptic Russia and you, you see this giant barren landscape. And the thing that's kind of cool that separates this from halo is it's go anywhere and sort of do anything. Right. And so you can kind of run around this massive map and, um, at least in the alpha, most of it is actually pretty barren. Um, There's, like, enemy spawn points, like, next to different rubble spots and things here and there. And um, you can kill the enemies and, like, kind of run around this big open map. Um, And you can pick up uh, sort of side missions in the open world. So, like, Unfortunately, the side missions that existed in the alpha were like, go to this point, kill five of these things, Uh, go to this point, deliver this thing to this uh, point, go to this point and do this. Okay. Which was fine. Um, none of those side missions had any sort of real character to them other than a brief, like maybe 10 to 15 second voiceover narration. So there wasn't any person giving me the quest or anything like that. It was literally like a little nugget on the ground. That was like a beacon that I clicked on. And so it was like, find the beacons and then go on the side missions. Okay. That's fine. Okay. So the missions were fun enough. Um, in terms of the, in terms of the gameplay, it honestly felt like I was playing Halo, which isn't a bad thing. The characters moved in a very similar way. They kind of felt heavier. You know how Master Chief feels like kind of tanky, Mm -hmm.
3: um,
1: felt, they felt heavier. Um, there's a slide mechanic, which I think is really cool in games like that. So you can actually do like a run and then hit your duck button and you'll slide into, uh, you know into behind not actually into cover but slide behind objects okay um you can currently carry you can carry a multitude of weapons but you can only switch back and forth between three different weapons so you have a primary weapon a special weapon and then like a super weapon and you can carry a ton of weapons in your pack but you actually have to go to your um basically your loadout screen which is really kind of hard to do in combat to be able to switch to a brand new weapons. It's like so
0: Borderlands, so though. You can only wield four at a time. Yeah,
1: so it's, it's similar in a lot of ways to that. Um, so I ended up, like I said, playing the the hunter character. And um, just to clarify, there are different subclasses. So f- like the one that they give you in the alpha is um, sort of a, a gunslinger type of hunter class. And then supposedly, as you progress deeper into the game, you unlock more subclasses and more skills of those subclasses. But the problem that I started seeing with this game is that my hunter, as of level eight, only had two abilities, okay? One ability was the ability to throw a knife. I could throw that knife maybe once every 25 to 30 seconds. One little knife, okay? No flash, nothing exciting. It's literally like a three-little pixel knife that my character throws out. And it takes 25 to 30 seconds to charge it up. My other ability for the hunter was to pull out a gun... I don't know where this gun came from. It's called the golden gun. Um, the gun is on fire and the gun has three bullets and those three bullets do a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. Those were my two abilities. Now, the cooldown on the golden gun was like maybe a minute and a half to two minutes. Okay, So every two minutes I can fire three powerful bullets and maybe throw a dagger. That wasn't fun to me like <laughs> right.
0: otherwise you're just shooting things right? Yeah,
1: otherwise I'm just shooting things so the mechanics of the shooting it works fine I'm telling you it feels just like Halo so if you like Halo and you like shooting things in Halo you'll probably love the shooting in Destiny I found and this is I'm, I'm talking from I play a lot of shooters and I've always played shooters but what I found that was weird was that I don't know if this is a problem with the alpha or because it was online or, or what have you but the hit detection on the enemies was a little wonky so like let's say there's enemies coming at you and you shoot them in the legs. They're not going to react like they're getting shot in the legs. They're basically just going to sponge up all your bullets and keep coming at you. Okay? Oh, okay. Sometimes yeah. if you hit them in like a vital area like – the like headshots obviously count. But if you hit them like in the chest or something, it might stagger them. But it didn't seem like that was happening all the time. So um, it was just kind of like bullet spammy to be, to be perfectly mm-hmm. honest. There was like very little – at least in the first eight levels that I played, very little – I guess, precision with the firing and such, which kind of disappointed me a little bit. Yeah. Um, uh, The weapons that I got to use, I got to use a a pistol uh, when I found different variations of the pistol because it's kind of like Borderlands. You'll find um, different pistols with different characteristics and there's different levels to the gun. So there's like – just like like you would get in World of Warcraft, there's like – commons and uncommons and rares and epics and you know the same thing as as borderlands as well even the same colors so like green blue purple so on and so forth okay um i used uh, almost all the guns that i could find just to test them all out and they they feel just fine um they feel a little bit nerfy like like you're firing nerf guns because like enemies sometimes will take like multiple magazines to bring down and I think that's just more of like a halo thing you know what I mean like it'll take clips and clips of ammunition to kill something sometimes Mm -hmm. Um, so I actually got a chance to do a a mission with other players which is the, um, the the big thing in this so there's like sort of a you go on a mission to take down a boss and to basically run through their equivalent of a dungeon and I ran through it honestly five or six times just to kind of get a feel for it and make sure that my feelings on it were, were accurate. Um, it was really, uh, I mean, I'm going to say it, it wasn't the most exciting shooting experience. I feel like, I mean, and I'm just, I'm going to be an asshole here, but I feel like almost any of the borderlands two dungeons that I ran through with my friends were more exciting to me Mm -hmm. than the ones that I played through in destiny. Um, a lot of the bowls, a lot of the combat scenarios that they set up were very, um, just lackluster like enemies just spawning in like mass amounts and kind of running from all angles and um the enemy types weren't all that exciting to fight the bosses honestly were some of the most boring fucking bosses i've fought in a shooter in a very long time it kind of, i likened it to in street fighter 2 and you have to punch the car over and over <laughs> again or like break the barrels but
0: that was really exciting with <sighs> blanca you know
1: well, it was exciting with Blanca the first hundred times you do it. Yeah. Okay, like you okay. fight So you, they make you fight this tank boss and the fucking thing has a billion hit points. And so you and like th- three other players are just running in circles, shooting this thing. And it all, it, it doesn't really do anything except for like, you know, occasionally shoot like a big cannon blast at you or mm-hmm. spawn some enemies that you have to, you know, spawn some drones that you have to take down. And it just wasn't, it wasn't a fun combat experience, which really
0: kind of bummed me out. Um. Was I, I, I saw in some videos that there was like a vehicle. Did you have a vehicle that you could get onto?
1: I did. So um, I had like a little land speeder, like a speeder bike. Yeah. A Star Wars style. Um, and I could spawn that kind of at my leisure. And um, all that did is let me traverse the landscape, you know, as, as fast as I want. Which
0: was, which is cool. Um, you That's know, it's an essential for an MMO, though. You know, yeah, it is. And all it is is
1: a mount. You can't really, you can't fight from the back of it. Um, you can do like hand gestures and stuff from it. And, and <laughs> what kind of hand
0: gestures can you do?
1: Uh, they're actually kind of cool. You can do um, sort of like uh, bike messenger hand gestures. So like, I'm turning <laughs> okay. left. Um, go forward. Stop. All those sort of things. So if you're riding with your friends and you want to look cool and be like, hold up, and you can hold your hand, hold your fist up and have everybody stop. Uh, so that was kind of cool.
0: So it's an that... excellent, excellent traffic signal simulator, but it is. not a great shooting simulator. Well, that's the thing. I don't think it's a bad shooter, and I think, um, I think
1: with friends, and I think uh, the deeper this game, the deeper you get into this game, it's going to be probably a lot of fun. But as it stands now in its alpha state, um, the first eight levels, you know, not not really exciting at all to play. I mean, it's frankly, it's like it's kind of really pedestrian and kind of boring at this point, <laughs> especially if you played a lot of MMOs before. Like when you get into town and you see that there's like PVP armor sets. Oh, like, no. Yeah. Really? PVP armors. Yeah. There's PVP armor uh. sets and like, you know, uh, high tier epics. But you need to be like a level seven uh a level seven enforcer, which requires you to kill like sixty thousand minions. I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want, yeah. <laughs> like, like this I this definitely changes it, like,
0: my opinion about this game for sure. Well,
1: I don't, I don't want to come across as completely negative, but um, I guess the last thing I want to say about it is I want to just talk for a minute about the legacy of this game and what is going on with this because as it stands, this game is already the most expensive game ever made. Okay, mm-hmm. it has cost over. $500 million dollars to produce Damn. Destiny. Yeah. $500 million. Dollars. And the estimated marketing cost, and this is just coming from a couple different sources, the estimated marketing cost is $360 million, okay, Oh, my God. With a development cost of $140 million. And so to put that in perspective with some other games, um, if you look at a game like World of Warcraft, okay, massive game developed in o3 in and 04, um $60 million to develop World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm world of fucking warcraft <laughs> yeah and it's ginormous it is jai gi- fucking enormous, right it is ginormous 60 million dollars this is 500 million dollars if you look at a game like that's gta 5 money right there well a gta 5 right 265 million to develop wow okay so this is almost you know almost double gta 5 production costs mm-hmm. and 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 from what i saw of this game i was like okay Something, something's kind of amiss, and I hate to be negative about this game because I really do have high hopes. But even, okay, very quickly, where I kind of like shrugged my shoulders, like, wait, what's going on? When I was in town and I looked at my character's animations, the third, because when you go into town, you go into third person mode. Okay, I looked at the the model and the animation for my my third person character, and I was like, whoa, 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 like this is not a good model, <laughs> like. Like, the model doesn't move correctly. It's very stiff. It doesn't feel, it doesn't feel life. it definitely does not feel next gen. Yeah. Which yeah, I, that's I weird. it kind of, you know, rubbed me in the wrong way, but I know I just kind of shit all over this and didn't okay. really mean to. All right. All but right. The, but the positive thing is, I think in terms of the shooting, like once, let's say you get to level 15 and you're playing with your friends, I think it's going to be a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. I, there's a lot of unlockables. There's tons of different guns, tons of different, you know, levels of different customization. Um, I just feel like I'm afraid that they might rely too much on some of the tropes of massive multiplayer online games yes. to kind of make this a longer game. So I feel like this game could end up being grindy, which is bad. Yeah. And it doesn't need to be grindy. It just needs to be fun. So, I think
0: they have long-term ambitions for this game, like 10 years or something, you know? Yeah. Like a big cycle for the whole game. Yeah. so. I,
2: I mean, were you guys excited about this being an MMO on release, or excited about it being co-op? No, I release?
0: thought it was like more like Borderlands. I thought it was like a I cooperative RPG yeah. game, yeah. not an MMO.
2: Yeah, I thought they were like. I guess when you when you say it, when, if I put it together this way, it sounds like an MMO. If I was to say a co-op persistent world, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's an MMO essentially. But I just felt I felt like it was going to be more co y than it would be MMO. Or
0: or like what Ash has always said, like if it were a persistent world game in which you and your friends had their own instance of the world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Like that's different from an MMO. And then you can randomly drop players into each other's games, like in instances, just to have that aspect of random combat. But having our own world is more interesting, I think to all of us than it would be to go into a shared MMO world.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I was running around like the open earth, the earth Russia map and I saw, you know a bunch of other players running around doing things like that to me didn't excite me. I wasn't like, "Oh, who are those guys?" I was like, "Oh, yeah. why are they here? Like I don't want I don't want them here." Yeah. You know what I mean? And and that's coming from a long-time MMO player, so maybe I'm just a little burnt out on on that, but sure. I I, I mean maybe, maybe there's a way in the final version to kind of toggle that on and off so you yeah. don't see strangers and can only play with with friends and things like that. Um, however, you know, I was uh, I was a little kind of taken aback by it i was like yeah oh,
0: man, not again but i think i think that this alpha was more for the ps4 than it was for the player yeah yeah i think they, and that's
2: why i'm wondering if they if they just pushed out an alpha because ps4 threw them some money or if
0: no i think they needed to like test stress test that system to see if oh, it works you think
2: over over what the one can do already yes because titanfall is kind of the proof concept there and yeah. they're like, okay well we can
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I really hope that all my gripes that I that I kind of had um, are corrected by September. And I think maybe maybe it is just you know since it is an alpha build, maybe it's you know there's going to be not, a beta, you know. Yeah, maybe I'm I'm not seeing the whole picture, and I would love if I'm not seeing the whole picture. But you know, since they lifted the NDA and I'm allowed to talk about it, I'm going to talk about what I saw. So. All right. <laughs> That's what I saw. Sorry, guys.
2: All right. Well, that's something you're not so excited about, E3 for. Let's come back with an Aquato about what yeah. people are excited about E3 for.
1: So yeah, um, I asked this on the fly this morning because I realized we hadn't asked one yet. Um, yeah, it's I was cool. I was too busy drawing Matt severed finger uh, memes to uh-huh. ask to ask a, <laughs> to ask a an Aquato. But you um,
2: you actually wait, I have to sorry to cut you off. You actually good. shut down my office because uh, Ryan posted one of them in our. We have this hip chat, so it's called, but it's a like a group text chatting thing that we mm-hmm. all use. Mm-hmm. Ryan posted the aliens one in the hip chat room and everybody started laughing so I just started posting the rest of them and you and Sean combined like shut down the work for about 15 minutes <laughs> yesterday while everybody was just dying
1: laughing at oh, amazing I, I it. had fun with that chest burster one I was like yeah that was a good one <laughs> thanks thanks oh. um, so anyway I asked one early this morning and you guys being the awesome community that you are gave us a ton of answers about E3 so thank you uh, you, you gave us a lot wait that was all enough. part
0: of the show what we just did there yeah yeah <laughs> Okay.
1: Crazy, right? Let's do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right. <laughs> so uh, we asked the question, again, what things you liked about uh, what announcements excited you from E3 and what uh, were you disappointed by? And our first answer was from King Jimmy, who's at Dracmarth on Twitter. Hi, Jimmy. He says, uh, where is my last Guardian? Sob, sob. Man, a lot of people really want this game to come out. I honestly don't think it ever is. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think I think there were some rumblings of that in the theater, movie theater as well. There were. That, yeah, you know, a lot of people happen.
1: were really expecting
0: it to pop yes. up, but maybe never. Um, uh, at, at Cliffy Joel, oh, yeah, you can do but, it. Go ahead. It. <laughs> at
2: Cliffy Joel says, "Sunset Overdrive had me laughing, Valiant Hearts had me crying, or
0: almost had me crying, and Dragon Age had me drooling with anticipation." A lot of feels about Valiant Hearts. At um, Night D Kate Dollarhide says, Kate "I hope P. I'm not too late." What? It's Kate D. Kate D. Oh, my bad. <laughs> hey, I can read. I'm I'm <laughs> college educated. You guys, I can. I can read. Um, hope I'm not too late. Uh, Dragon Age Inquisition, of course. Splatoon, Abzu, No Man's Sky, and more could be a great couple of years. I'm still Splatoon. I again, we talked about this enough last for the last podcast, but that is highly intriguing. That game. Now,
1: I, it could be great. <laughs>
0: I, <don't laughs> I mean, it's just you know the uh, the content, the like the graphics and presentation obviously yeah. is not geared towards or maybe it is, but I mean it's definitely geared towards a younger audience, but just what the gameplay offers I think is really interesting in terms of that type of yeah. game.
1: I, I I'm gonna just kind of talk for just a second about this. I was sitting on the couch as soon as they announced this game and I launched into a diatribe in front of my wife. I'm like, I hate how a lot of developers um talk about how they came up with a concept for a game and I just was laughing. I'm like it would be great if you played as a squid and you could shoot ink all over. And I was talking with my friend and I was like, hey, let's be inks. Let's be ink squids. And then all of a sudden the Japanese developers said almost exactly the same thing about how they came up with the idea. I was sitting on the couch with my friend and I said, it would be great to be a squid. I'm like, oh, God, here we go. Um, anyway, so Justin Banks at Midtown583 says Lego Batman 3.
0: Um hmm. I don't even remember. I've been that. keeping up with those games, unfortunately. Yeah, I but haven't either. Yeah. I hear they're yeah.
2: great. Uh, at girl loves gaming. Yeah. Yep. That's there you it go. Says. Jr. says when Bioware finally confirmed a new game that will take us back to the Mass Effect universe. Yes. yes. Very brief. Very brief. But you know, and you guys, wasn't the armor concept from? Weren't they showing concept art from armor and all that stuff for Mass Effect Three?
1: They did show some <laughs> some art. Um, yeah. No. What. That was and really then a blurry cool.
2: picture of a Krogan standing yeah. <laughs> in a field. Uh-huh. At we least the Krogans it. will be in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. I just want to play some.
0: Kittler C says, um, "What excited me were surprises of Little Big Planet three and Grim Fandango. Don't even care about the games; just night being, nice being surprised. That's, that's a cool. good point because a lot of E3 is exciting in the moment, and then you're still waiting six months for these games to come out, anyways, yeah. Yeah, or longer. Exciting.
2: But it's just, I think what he's saying also is that it's nice to like, you know, with all the, you know, games, journalism that we we read and intake and all the stuff on online, that it's kind of cool just to see something you're like, oh, I didn't even know they were going to do that. You know, Mm -hmm. like Grim Fandango is coming back. That's cool.
1: Yeah, that'll be super fun. Yeah. Um, Aaron Devella says, uh, Bioware always makes me swoon and excited about Grim Fandango. Sad about the lack of women as playable options and presenters. Yeah. yeah, there was definitely that was the big fervor this year, and we kind of uh, can I all just speak for all of us and say that we would love to see more because <laughs> I know how you guys feel. We would love to see more females as playable protagonists, but we're not going to go into it like everybody else. No. else. I mean, we <laughs> so are three much, white
0: guys, much... so I don't, I don't think we are probably the best options right. to go into this topic in yeah. great detail. But, but we but... would
1: love to see. I, I usually play as a female. I them. do too. I
0: like yeah. when I was thinking about this earlier today in preparation for this show, and I realized that like. Back in the day, I would pick up every time I pick up a fighting game, I would pick the female character first. Mm. Just I don't know why. I just find those characters more interesting for some reason. Because
2: yeah, you guys aren't as tough as me. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs>
0: I'm more manly. Right. That must be the problem. That's hey, it. look,
2: I'm missing part of my finger right That's now. True. I'm a That's true. Super dude. moment.
0: Yeah, and I mean, uh, you don't need that other part of your finger. It would have taken twice as much effort to model that finger back on. So.
2: Exactly. <laughs> yeah and they have to animate it uh so natalie s <laughs> at Stumpy Knot says the trailer with our favorite female inquisitor
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: i think i think we kind of we did this on accident but we on accident broke the news that alex wilton regan is the inquisitor
0: well i mean just because <laughs> you can recognize her voice that doesn't i know mean...
1: i was i was like i think that's her and then all of a sudden the internet like, is it her and then yeah within a couple hours we found out it was and her. you saw
0: that um i don't know if you saw but um palatina is going to be in smash bros i did see that so ali hillis is uh be I couldn't I couldn't tell if it was her, but I went to her IMDB and it's listed, so So there we go. Yeah. But I mean, like, she's great, and she's yeah. great as that, that character, so that'll be nice as well. Very cool. Caroline at Cap and Caroline says Dragon Age Inquisition was my most anticipated announcement.
1: I think we have a lot of those.
0: As for many, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um Sarah Loserborg. Sarah's oh,
0: Lusterberg
1: Loysterberg. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's been, it's been a morning. <laughs> it's our metagame. Uh, I'll just call her by her Twitter name, which is Sarah Z Knight. Hi, Sarah. It says, uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, no doubt. Also, The Division looks really good. I yeah, fully Rise support Rise of the Tomb you. Raider.
2: I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, it looks so good. We can not remember the name of that. <laughs> Somebody cracked a joke where it was like, Rise of the Tomb Raider, you spend the first 10 hours just in therapy or something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. It's just, all, it's just all conversation trees of you being in therapy.
1: Mm-hmm. There were people mad that she was in therapy, saying it makes her a weak character, and I just felt like what? shitting them. <laughs> oh I'm God. like,
0: just what are you?
1: <laughs> what is wrong with all of you? <laughs> Why are you all so angry? <laughs> I mean, this
0: in this particular instance, it's clearly like a narrative approach to deconstruct the character. You know, I think yes. yeah. Yeah. that's very popular right now with like Batman, so weak. And James Only Bond. Only weak people yeah.
1: go to therapy. oh god all right
2: uh andrew baker at a baker and seven says dragon age inquisition and the announcement of the new bioware ip as much as i love the dragon age and mass effect worlds i can't wait to see something new disappointed at the lack of technology growth but i suppose new consoles last year new consoles last year will be it for a while Mm -hmm. yeah the new ip was just kind of like we're gonna make something new (laughs) (laughs) which is cool what do you do you guys have a guess you want guess? Let's guess right now. What a new IP
0: could be? From Bioware, yeah. Well, I mean, they, it was reported a long time ago that they were supposed to make a new Command and & Conquer, and I know that there's going to be something else. I know that's not it, but... Yeah. And I know people also want Jade Empire 2, so I don't know I what subject just, like, matter has like, not been touched yet. IP.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think they're going to do um, a first-person <laughs> shooter. No, I'm just kidding. I have no idea. I have no <laughs> idea what it's going to be. I right. would love to see Bioware tackle a World War I game. Because <laughs> you we love go. World War One, I. <laughs> I love World War One. <laughs> oh my God!
0: <laughs> um, uh,
1: there's there, there are no veterans to upset Scott, so it's okay. <laughs>
0: oh wow! <laughs> you, your, your history knowledge has now taken you too far. Oh, over I'm sorry, line. I'm sorry. um Justin at Gigawatt Conduit says, excited by First Light, Halo Five, Crackdown rise of the tomb raider no man's sky and dragon age inquisition disappointed i missed splatoon see there's another splatoon supporter splatoon fans splatoon yeah um oklahoma
1: broughton yeah says uh i bought my xbox one on day one hoping i would not be forever without gta 5 i'm glad it paid off man i wish i would have waited now but Really, um, but
0: you can you can transfer your game.
1: I can transfer my game in my in my mold. Yeah, you can
2: buy the game again and transfer it. <laughs> <laughs> totally worth it, right? Totally worth it. Totally worth it. Uh, Michael Carver at uh, Cavalier Carver says excited Dragon Age Inquisition, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Disappointed, nearly everything has a holiday 2015 release date. Yeah,
1: it's going to be a while. You know,
0: yeah exactly. That's really weird. I think maybe only once or twice during the whole thing did a presentation end with and you can download this right now mm.
2: and well like, they were that's, all like mini titles or betas or something that it's like dlc do. yeah unfortunately yeah.
0: but i mean it would have been like to me the things that have instant gratification are you know probably some of the more exciting aspects of e3 i mean
2: isn't isn't that what makes like wwdc and google io so awesome is that they're like Hey, we're doing this
0: really awesome thing, and it'll be in the stores tomorrow.
2: And you're like, what? Yeah, like, that's like, what gets
0: people excited. Like, yeah. the iPhone goes on sale tomorrow at noon. Yeah, and you're like, cool. I'm in. You know.
1: Yeah. Uh, Eric Echap33 says all the Halo goodness, Rise of the Tomb Raider, The Division, Destiny, Sunset Overdrive, Forza Horizon 2. He says, my wallet shakes. Also, Ori and the Blind Forest and Valiant Hearts caught my eye as well. Great time to be a gamer. And that's a good one to end with because it is. I mean, there's so many awesome titles that were announced. And I was kind of really energized by this E3 because it was, like we said earlier, very positive and a lot of cool stuff coming out. A lot of great indie stuff. A lot of great AAA stuff. Great stuff from Nintendo, which I never thought I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, just all in all, a great, great E3
2: it really oh. was I, th- I came away from it going like all right cool we got some games to play which is awesome yeah. so we're, yeah. we're
0: in a much better place now than we were one year ago for sure yeah last year's oh. was sad yeah, brutal brutal i mean we i think we
2: were okay with it it just was the reaction to it was kind of
3: uh, mm-hmm.
1: something else craziness. yeah agreed
0: yeah. Well, let's get out of here all right all right so
1: thank you guys for listening to episode 157 of the rated na podcast uh you guys can find us on twitter and that's at appropriate please follow us there and you can email us directly and that is ash matt hillary with one l and scott at nerdappropriate.com and you can find us on facebook too and sometimes we'll put our question of the week up on facebook if you remember and that is slash nerdappropriate on facebook Uh, thank you guys and we'll see you next week Thanks. thanks
0: Um. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, man, this I'm is you. super rusty. Okay. We
2: have notes, guys. They tell us where things are and what to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are
0: Sorry, you going to do? I'm right? distracted. We're like, it's E3 hangover this week, right? Pretty much. All right.
2: Pretty much.